Hello, welcome to History Sleuth, a podcast exploring the involvement of history and culture in current events. My name is Adelaide, and today I am joined by the officers of the OU History Club to break down another video from PragerU. But before we get into that, if you're on Twitter, follow me at Sleuth History to get updates about when I post new episodes and be part of the community. Make sure also to follow History Sleuth on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's meet the OU History Club officers and get into this disaster of a video. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you guys? Good. Uh, Good, yeah. (laughs) Good to have you. Oh, my goodness. Okay, um, welcome to my podcast. Before we get into this exciting and historically dubious video, do you introduce yourselves? Maybe, like, your name, something fun about you, whatever. Yeah, uh, I can can go. Um, Yes, who are you, Sally? (laughs) My name is... Allie Johnson. Um, I'm a senior history major at the University of Oklahoma. A fun fact about me, the 24-hour Dunkin' Donuts at a truck stop in Newcastle, Oklahoma is my favorite place in the state. Good and relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Sally. Skylar, who are you? I'm Skylar McDonald. I am a junior at the University of Oklahoma studying history. My fun fact is I like sword fighting. That's a good fun fact. I like that. Okay, Marley, who are you? Tell us. Uh, Hi, I'm Marley Lunsford. I'm a senior at OU. I study history and film studies. And a fun fact about me, I just like horror movies. That's all I have to say. That's a good fun fact. Very fun. And lastly, Jason, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Jason Hughes. I'm a junior history major at the University of Oklahoma. No facts about me are particularly fun. I was born in a barn, but yeah. (laughs) Fun fact. Cool. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, We're going to have a really fun time. We're Um, so excited. (laughs) Yes. Okay, our our video victim for today is a video from PragerU called If you live in freedom, thank the British Empire. I'm so nervous. For the last 400 years, what power has done the most to spread the ideals of limited government? Already, already, already. I've heard enough. I've seen what I needed to see. Uh, I feel like I can tap out now. That's enough for me. Thank you for having us. We'll see you next time. This was really fun, Adelaide. We had a really good time. Um, wow. Right out the gate with white power. Okay. <laughs> That's what it All is. Right. Ooh, hold up, okay. Tell me more, Sally. <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, to be honest with you, I have no idea. This is already the most <laughs> racist thing I've ever seen. So I guess let's carry on. <laughs> we should say we are yeah. eight seconds into this five-minute video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it might be important, too, could y'all talk a little bit about, like, what already alludes to this being racist and, like, white power filled? That way uh, somebody listening doesn't understand or missed it a little bit <laughs> eight seconds in. Well, so first off, there's the idea, well, somebody spreading limited government, and it's like, oh, that's that's nice, but it's like also called conquest and killing a bunch of people, killing millions of people. Yeah, like the British Empire was not nice about how it spread freedom. And it's like, freedom for who? Throughout the British Empire, the lives of the people who already lived there very rarely got better. 
there are exceptions because they elevated like some minorities over others in order to better rule. But a hundred years down the line, that leads to a bunch of ethnic conflict and especially India, but also Africa. Yeah, just the idea of spreading limited government is like, oh, that's cute, but that's very deceptive language. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what I've seen, um, my last episode on a PragerU video, and that's kind of what I've noticed too, is that they really twist language to make um, to make things make sense. I've also come across a video about why the Three Fifths Compromise was actually anti-slavery. <laughs> that one's funny. Yeah, that one's funny. So they do this kind of thing a lot. Does anyone else want to say something? Do we want to <laughs> keep going? Yeah, I well, I just have one thing to say. Yeah, they, for sure. So just to double check, they did use the term white power, correct? I think it was thank white power. Is that what they said? No, 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 they didn't. Oh, okay. I thought I heard the words white power and that's why I was like... It was white power. Oh, what power? That's, yeah, that's it. it. Okay, okay. It does, I just see, like, (laughs) what power has done the most. I could see how that was misconstrued. Okay. (laughs) No worries. Okay. We'll get to white power. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. I do have a lot to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's, let's continue. Independent judiciary certain inalienable rights and free markets. That power would be the British Empire. It was Britain that gave these ideals to the United States. It was the British Empire, the largest empire the world has ever known, which made these ideals global aspirations. It was the British Empire, along with America, that defended these ideals in two colossal world wars. Freedom was an Englishman's right And wherever he went, he took that right with him, whether he was an English colonist in America, governing himself through a locally elected assembly, or an English adventurer like Sir Stamford Raffles, creating the free market city-state of Singapore, or an English officer like T.E. Lawrence, leading Arab tribesmen against the Turks. The British always thought of themselves as liberators. Uh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> um, especially, there's a lot of things going on there. I mean, first off, with America, like, the reason that the pilgrims, who don't get me wrong, we're not great people by any means, <laughs> right, completely right. awful people. Um, and I kind of understand where England was coming from with this, but they were a religious minority that left England for very particular reasons. The colony of Maryland was set up because the English people hate Catholics. I mean, so you've got that going on. And then, like, the most egregious of these is T. Lawrence with uh, yes. tribesmen during World War One. Yeah, and, like, what did what happened to those tribesmen afterwards? Britain was just like, oh, no, 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 we're not actually giving you control over what you asked us for. We're saying a bunch of protectorates. Yeah, and even, to be fair to Lawrence, he was apparently somewhat angry about it, but there's no way he didn't know what was going to happen because he was told what was going to happen. But anyways, he tries to rewrite the historical narrative to put himself as a liberator, but like the British Empire itself definitely was not in that case. The the fact they broke the promises of freedom for the oppressed people under the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, see, that's why I like, I like how it said um, that wherever the British went, they brought freedom, (laughs) but it was freedom for themselves, and then they were oppressing everyone else. (laughs) empire and freedom like that doesn't really make a lot of sense no no yeah no. just the, the very notion of using the word the, the irony of using the word liberators here and in, in this like very much colonial 
scene and scenario like that I mean yeah like that's just absolutely ridiculous (laughs) yeah it's pretty funny I mean, to and now to be fair, it, like they are right about like independent judiciary, like English common law, and like that sort of stuff. So it's like the British Empire do some good things, sure, but like I wouldn't say that anybody is like, oh yeah, I'm going to trade my life for common law, and like millions of millions of people, <laughs> people are like, oh yes, this this was a good outcome. <laughs> like my right. family said, but at least I have English common law. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I kind of snuck that in there too, but how do you guys feel about both both World War One World War II being distilled down to Britain fought in them to defend freedom? So not too good, Adelaide, I can't <laughs> lie. Don't feel too good about it. Um agree, it's, Sally. It's an extremely um generalized statement mm. to say the least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just so much wrong. Yeah. With, I mean, with forward one, not really. I mean, I guess if you're saying defending Belgian sovereignty is defending freedom, sure. I, I guess, yeah. However, I would say it was like some democratic crusade against the German Empire. I mean, the British were allied with the Russian Empire, which was worse than the Germans. I mean, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, the Germans were bad but like no european power at that time was good nobody could really claim to be a moral morally just that sort of thing yeah the second world war a bit more but even then like the reason Bryn gets into the war is because germany invaded poland the british ally which, like, mm-hmm. sure. And now, the people they fighting were definitely anti-democratic. However, like, the reason they were fighting in that war was not to protect democracy. That was not the reason. Now, that mm-hmm. may have been the result to a degree, but, yeah. The way they phrased it, it yeah. made them sound like they were the victims and, like, someone was marching into their land to steal their power and freedom. Yeah. Well, playing the victim card already. <laughs> already? We're just a minute in. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for people listening, I did not send this video out to these History Club officers beforehand, so these are their first reactions, which, thinking back on it, might be a little unfair, but... <laughs> okay, do you guys want to keep going? Sure. Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, I want to. <laughs> I'm holding you by force. You must. Okay, let's continue. As bringers of freedom... The British believed the final and necessary justification of their empire was a moral one. The British kept the peace. They brought sound, honest administration. And they insisted that basic moral standards were honored. The British did not... Um, Okay, okay, okay. Lots of things going on there. So, I mean, the idea that honest administration, I mean, like the British East India Company was an insanely corrupt administration in India. Like, yeah, and if the British were honest, that's honestly terrifying because like during World War II, the Bengal famine, that sort of thing, it would honestly be far more concerning if they were being honest. And of course, the idea of like them justifying it as like their moral prerogative to spread freedom, keep the peace, that sort of thing. It's just really not accurate. So it's basically mm-hmm. like white man's burden. I must save these poor savages. Right. Um, their words, not mine. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, from their own ineptitude. And it's like, 
did they sometimes say that? Yes. However, most of their wars of expansion are not at all for those reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the Boer Wars were, well, to be fair, against other Dutch settlers of South Africa. However, like that was purely for gold mines, or mainly diamond mines, and that sort of thing. So, like most of these are for resources, not at all to like save the poor will. Right. Go off, King. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, just the the idea of, like, I, I think the term that they used was basic moral standard. Yes. Was that it? We can look at the transcript. We can look yeah, at can I? Okay. Basic moral standards. So they mean that they're bringing their standard. They're completely judging this entire country based entirely off of, like, a yeah. Eurocentric perspective. So, of course, right. like, they're not going to have the same moral standards because they're right. not... Just the idea of a basic moral standard makes me so angry because it's such like a Europe, like a Eurocentric idea. Mm-hmm. Well, and the phrasing of this here, like insisted, that sounds polite to say to so to speak. We are politely insisting that you follow our basic moral standards. Let's right. not talk about any of the violence we inflicted on any of you because we're insisting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and the whole kept the peace. It's right. like, yeah, after you conquered them. Yeah, it's kind of like with the pa- Pax Romana. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was peaceful for the Romans after they conquered everybody. Like, it's yeah. sure, <laughs> if you use that definition, then sure. However, right. like, keeping the peace is not the same as, like, they brought peace or something like that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. They're looking at a, at a very small section of the story, ignoring all of the violence that came up and, oh, everyone's subdued now because we killed them. You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're being yeah. suspicious with that. Yeah. I, I saw the next paragraph and I am, oh, man. That's what I was reading and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Nation build and the way we think of it now. They were under no illusions about making Arabs or Afghans or Zulus into Englishmen. That's incorrect! That's incorrect! Okay, here's my thing. That's incorrect and also contradictory to what they just said in the previous paragraph or the previous part of the video. They're like, yeah, we're going to bring basic moral standards so we can civilize and, like Jason said, civilize the savages, uh, again, their words, not ours. Um, And that's completely contradictory. They spent so much time trying and and they used so many violent means to try to assimilate these people to become Englishmen because they were part of the British Empire. So of course they tried to make them like Englishmen. If you're, right. you can't say that you're going to try to civilize somebody and bring them basic moral standards and like honorable administration and then say that you had no intention of ever forcing them to assimilate to another culture. That, that's inherently contradictory. It makes no sense. Right. Yeah. I mean, the British Empire also used English to administer regions like that, that sort of thing. And yeah, I mean, they didn't completely genocide like regions generally though there are exceptions yeah so and plus it's like is that really better if they're so basically prager U is trying to play both sides it's just like yeah. well they're trying to in, enforce moral standards and good christian values but they're also trying to preserve local customs and stuff so which, which one which one um, are we doing 
Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. That's good. That's good. I also think like there's evidence that British culture has been imposed everywhere, like in our world today. Like, why is English a very widely spoken language? Why does everybody study Shakespeare? Like, because of because they impose those sorts of things on everybody. So I just feel like like that's one that's easily undone. Where you're like, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I also, that's totally evident. I mean, still mm-hmm. even today, why, mm-hmm. if you're trying so hard to preserve their local customs and culture, why did you pillage their their living spaces? And why do we have so many museums filled with artifacts from yes. other countries that yes. have never been repatriated? Yeah, to yeah. This day, why do, why do we still have that issue if they're trying so hard to preserve local customs and culture? Yeah, what's the British Museum doing? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly, exactly. Really, the British Museum would send people to Egypt to steal artifacts and tear them to pieces to sell them to other museums. Oh, they completely, oh, they make me so mad. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Something I've noticed from some other PragerU videos as well as this one is that, like, they seem to just be echoing, like, propaganda from the time. I feel like mm-hmm. this like a colonizer would say like no of course we're just mm-hmm. sitting on morals and protecting their culture and so what i don't get from PragerU is like why they're working so hard to defend these dead colonizers they're yeah honestly so do, do they expect these people to like rise up from the grave and like present them with a medal of honor like what <laughs> yeah, do they I mean, want like, thank you so much <laughs> the victorious cross <laughs> um, right <laughs> yeah. uh, i want to be knighted <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I mean, Prager U, part of the problem is, of course, if you don't know anything about the British Empire, it's like, eh, oh, wow, these catchy little graphics, so oh, that's really nice right. of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, especially with, like, the Sulus, and it's just like, they destroyed the Sulu kingdom. I mean, <laughs> they really deposed their king, imposed... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's just yeah. really yeah, for sure. Right, like maybe that's something we should also mention about this video mm. is like a common theme of PragerU videos is they're extremely well produced. A lot that's of true. time and effort was put into this video, which makes people want to watch it more. I like I notice it right now and it says 2.7 million people have viewed this video. Yes. Because, like it's a pretty easy watch. There's cute little animations and everything like that, but that's how they get you. This yeah, is insidious. With the cuteness. That, yeah, that might be kind of a... Actually, no, I will say insidious. It's a harsh word, but, like, it's true. Okay. guys are just furthering colonizer ideology. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. And I also think, because it's easy when you have, like... When you have someone like Alex Jones from InfoWars, like, screaming at you about frogs being gay, like, that's easy to discredit because you can tell that he's just, like, a nut job, right? He's just off his rocker. But something like this, I absolutely would call it insidious because it's very quietly and very professionally and in a very well-done manner spreading, like Adelaide said, that old propaganda. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one of my professors actually, because we were talking about the atomic bombings, and he used a PragerU video to show like that side, like the justifying side. He wasn't necessarily supporting PragerU. I don't think, I mean, he's like 70 something, so I don't think he knew anything about PragerU. <laughs> but like, he used that, and then he used like a clip from Russian state TV <laughs> for the other side. It's just like, uh, well, yeah. that's a little unbalanced. What a time. What a time. An interesting thing, too, that, like, maybe this is a, a whole other tangent that we don't want to go on to just yet, but they have yeah. a little section right here called Facts and Sources, 
where they oh. go through, oh, and they've got sources for all their different ah. things. <laughs> Whoa, okay, hang on. I just want the the third source on the list is the yes. politically incorrect guide to the British <laughs> Empire. Yeah, so here's the thing I didn't tell you going into this, as well as everything about what this episode would be. But another thing that I didn't tell you, <laughs> this guy has written, the guy doing the PragerU video, whose name is H.W. Crocker III, he's written a couple books that are presented as history, but they're definitely not. It's like the whole politically incorrect thing it's just like very conservative and all the stuff he's published has been more political or like conservative leaning stuff Mm -hmm. where he takes history and kind of mixes it around and like makes something else about it he had another book too that was like a whole like hypothetical history like what would have happened if i don't i don't even remember because i didn't want to (laughs) because um but like he's he's up to this stuff like all the time this is not like a one-off video for him Okay, I was going to say, I've noticed a trend over the years that more history is becoming unbiased and suddenly all these stories that we've like lost to history are coming mm-hmm. forward and thank goodness mm-hmm. for that because it's like it's good we're hearing about these stories that kind of were lost, that people like shoved under the rug because they didn't find them adequate for the times. Mm-hmm. And so it sucks that this still is happening in today's modern right. culture that people are using their biased opinion to write history and it's mm-hmm. letting the sources become corrupt and mm-hmm. other people are going to use this and think this is true, but that's mm-hmm. not the case. Tally, were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say, I think it's funny that the guy who made this video quotes himself as his sources. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. that's all I had. <laughs> to be fair, I've always wanted to do that, like just citations, like Jason Hughes. Okay, we are okay. over twenty minutes into recording and a minute and a half into the video. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. Okay, so, which I don't Thank mind. You, I don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> Let's continue with this mess. They were more than content to leave people alone to let them be themselves, to govern them with the lightest possible hand. In American history, we remember this when we think of the British Empire's so-called benign neglect. We can see it throughout the history of the British Empire. Think about the vast... Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so, like, benign neglect is... I'll I'll start there and get to the... Yes, go ahead, there's a lot. I can go back down to the transcript if that helps. Ooh, not the sources. All right, so <laughs> benign neglect is a period of American colonial history. And don't get me wrong, I have my problems with American colonists and the Re- American Revolution, a lot of problems with them. However, like, yeah, no, because Britain got more involved in the 1760s, 1770s, which is part of what led to the revolution in the first place. So it's just like, oh, yeah, well, yes, for a certain period, they didn't get involved themselves because they were more concentrated on European affairs. That's the simple reason for benign mm-hmm. neglect happening. It's just like they were busy with other things. Okay, hold on. Read the script. Okay, so let them be themselves to govern, govern them with the wise possible hand. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's like, it, well, if you're governing them you're not leaving them alone. You are an empire. Like, <laughs> right. Those like, things don't make sense. Yeah, it's like, did local government and communities have some level of autonomy? Yeah, to a degree. Which also, but 
they were still conquered by the British Empire and forced to live, live under colonial rule. And like, of course, that if they were completely left to themselves, then the whole civilizing message would make absolutely no sense either. So like, right. there's in between between those two where the British Empire was. But, and of course, this is also leaving out brutal conquest and plunder, destruction of cultural artifacts, all of that right. stuff. Oh, God. Marley, do you have something to say? You look like you have a lot to say. No comment. <laughs> okay, well, that might be for the best because we're about to get into um, the slave trade, and this is probably my favorite part. Also, my favorite part, so. <laughs> this literally, like, is, like, hurting my inside. <laughs> This is getting me heartburn. I'm sorry. For- fortunately, I've already seen... Well, I say fortunately, I've already seen this. So. Yeah. Well, like, like, I think this is giving me, like, acid reflux. Like, does that happen from Prager U? But is that, like, a side effect? Sure. They should have, like, a, a warning on the beginning of their videos. <laughs> the side effects of this video may be heartburn, acid reflux, possibly even death. It's really. It's I feel really like you don't even have to know that much history to no. watch this video and be like, this is incorrect. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. This is a softball. <laughs> yeah, they Seriously. have other. It's like. Better, this... I say better, more convincing videos. Yes. That are still yeah. wrong, but. Yes. Anyways. Definitely true. All right, let's. Uh, okay. Let's uh, melt our brains some more. Okay. Here we go. Victoria of the Sudan. It was governed by 140 British civil servants. Even Gandhi praised the British Empire, paraphrasing Jefferson. Okay, I don't even want to include this Gandhi part because it's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's insane. He led led the struggle for independence. That was his whole deal. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's... If you know anything about Gandhi, that just doesn't make any sense. And every time I watch, anyway, I said I wasn't going to talk about Gandhi. Or... Let's just okay. Okay. Yeah, let's sorry. just like we don't sorry. need to watch that part of the video just to say. Well, yeah, no, I'm sure he has a quote that's saying, "Yeah, that aspect of the British Empire is nice." Yeah, the... Actually, sorry, keep going. I didn't mean because he off. was educated in the British school, so it might even be from his early life. I don't know. I didn't Ooh, yeah. care to look at the quote, but. Yeah, no, like, the idea that Gandhi is, like, ah, yes, the British Empire was just, and we just, that's why we're trying to peacefully leave. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is so fascinating to me, the way that they cherry-pick quotes and and manipulate them in like a, into a historical narrative like that is it's fascinating to me. It's disgusting, Mm -hmm. but fascinating. Yes, yes. Get ready for this one. No power did more to abolish slavery and the slave trade of the modern world than did the British Empire. <laughs> so, can we, can we talk about that? Like, He's just shocked. I wish this was a video podcast so I could get all of your faces. Haiti has entered the chat. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, tell us about Haiti. Tell us about Haiti. I, I don't know if I could do it as eloquently. Jason, do you have any thoughts on Haiti? <laughs> Yeah, okay, Aren't so... They, am I, mean, I correct in saying they're the first to yes. abolish slavery? 
Yes, yeah. they were the first to abolish slavery, followed by the French Republic because of Haiti re- abolishing slavery, and they basically mm-hmm. accepted it as is until Napoleon reimposed slavery. So, yes, the British Empire was on the global scale a force behind abolitionism. However, like that's ignoring part of the rise of slavery. So, like there are two nations that are responsible for the slavery: Portugal and the British Empire. They were the most heavily involved in the slave trade followed by France. And so, yeah, they fixed the problem that they caused. They made it more widespread, I should say. Now, I'm sure they're going to say something about the Royal Navy. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, like, yeah, that was good. That would be, like, the Royal Navy stopping his slave ships was a good thing. However, Mm -hmm. saying the British Empire is some just and moral great thing because of that is not true because they were part of the problem. Yeah, they perpetuated the slave trade. Yeah. Are they as bad as, say, the United States? No. Or Brazil? No. Yeah, with, like, both of those... Now, to be fair to the U.S., I'm a naval history nerd, so, like, this is kind of my will ask. So the U.S. Navy actually sent squadrons to help with this. However, it was noted that I forget how many ships they stopped. Like, let's just say it was a thousand ships. I don't remember the slave ships that the Royal Navy stopped. The U.S. stopped like 20. So, and it was because U.S. Navy officers were just like, I don't really care. So if they see a slave ship, they're just like, eh. And like, there are British figures, British abolitionists who like, yes, they were good people. They were trying to stop the slave trade. However, you still... In fact, like, the abolition of the slave trade isn't the abolition of slavery in the British Empire. Right. It it still goes on for 20, 30 more years, basically, of slaves are still on British imperial plantations. Like, they're Mm -hmm. just slowly facing it out, and they also compensate slave owners for those slaves Mm -hmm. that they graduate free. So, yeah, it's just a lot more complicated than British Empire, anti-slavery crusader, and it's just like, but you were part of the problem that one right. of the main causes of the problem right right this this is framing the abolition of the slave trade and slavery as like a moral crusade we have suddenly decided that we think slavery is bad and evil so mm-hmm. we're going to abolish it we're not going to mention the fact that the slave trade is obviously completely wrapped up in the economy and the only reason we would ever abolish this is for economic reasons but no, PragerU says the British Empire is good and moral and just. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if they were talking about particular Englishmen, then yeah, sure. There were good British people trying to push the government to abolish slavery. Mm-hmm. And like, no, like, those people were very noble. However, that wasn't the British government as a whole. Right. Eventually, the British government does do that, and like what the Royal Navy did in the Caribbean was good. However, like, it's very much like half of the story and ignoring the half where they created the problem. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think it was the Royal (laughs) African Company that, like, accounted for, I want to say, the majority of slaves after the Portuguese Empire collapsed. But, yeah. So that's all I've got for you guys today. There will be a part two of this episode next week so you can find out more about how Prager you tries to defend the British Empire or what my classmates and I have to say about it then. Thank you so much for sleuthing with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And thanks again to the OU History Club officers for letting me melt your brains for content. <laughs> if you're curious about this topic, want to watch this video for yourself, or want to follow all of my guests on Twitter, I've linked everything in the description for you. 
Don't forget to follow History Sleuth on Twitter and wherever you get your podcasts so that you can know when part two of this is dropped next week. I hope you have a great day. Bye.